Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Love is indeed the law, wherever you are hearing the Lori and Julia program. In your car, on the maybe on the radio dial there. At home, maybe on the mytalk1071.com, on where you can stream it. Or perhaps you're on the go, listening on the app. Or, as we like to sometimes say, hello people in the future, listening to this as a podcast. <laughs> How are things next Tuesday? Let us know. Yeah, that's right. right. Send us a note. <laughs> it's, it's Monday. Monday. It's it Monday. Is. It's Monday, and it's a big Monday because we've uh, we're kicking off the week with Project Down and yes, Dirty. Yes, we are. Before we do that, though, we're going to kick off the week with: Did anyone have a notable weekend claim they would wish to share <laughs> with everybody? We'll start with you, Rock. Sure. Well, you know, I finally watched one of those. Actually, I watched two of those table reads that are kind of going on. Oh yeah, the reunions. I um. Uh, Saturday night, I watched the Wet Hot American Summer table read, which was super funny. That's kind of a, a cult, you know, comedy film from like 2001 or something. Making, right. Spoofing all the 80s Yeah, spoofing movies. like 80s camp movies, yeah. like um, Meatballs and stuff like that. Was but it then, good? It was super funny. I liked it. And then um, last night, I stumbled upon the... Uh, a Happy Days reunion, and I was like, "Well, we gotta what? watch that." That's and so it? it was super great. I mean, oh, Henry Winkler oh. and Ron Howard, and you know who else looked great was Potsy, Potsy. Oh, yeah. and Ralph Mouth. They all looked great, and um, it was super fun to did see Samos Henry Winkler. Play Chachi? No, they did not. They avoided Chachi, as okay. far as I know. They did two episodes from like season three. Um, a woman from Blackish played Joni. Um and um, I'm forgetting their name. Josh Gad played Mr. C. Okay, Marion there. Marion. They said she was not there. They said she did show up for like a rehearsal, and she, she looked just great. had a birthday. Like she's 92 or 94 right. or something. Um, she's from Minnesota. Yeah. yeah, they said that she looked great and she hadn't lost a step, but at the same time they hadn't. Um, okay. Used her, and then the woman who played like the, you know, cyborg from uh, the Good Place. I'm trying to remember her name. Um, Can't remember. She was. She played Mrs. C. It was so. I mean, seriously, uh, Darcy Carden is her name. Mm-hmm. But um, to see Henry Winkler and Ron Howard get. I mean, they were. Oh. Instantly, even though they're, you know, 60, 70 right. years old, they were instantly the, the Fonz and Richie oh, Cunningham. It was super fun. That. And they ra- both shows raised like $200,000 for some political stuff. Which yep. Can you still out. go back in and watch it? I think some of them yeah. you can. Um, okay, and that I would one would it. be it fun. fun. Yeah. yeah. How so, about you, Julia? Do you have one you want to share with the class? <laughs> class? <laughs> I, yeah, I just, <laughs> I had a nice weekend. 
<laughs> nothing that you're willing to right. give a blue ribbon claim to fame. But it was a blue ribbon. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a blue I had a ribbon. blue ribbon weekend. Well, that's that's good. It was wonderful. I uh, I wish you'd share with us, but you know we don't want to pry. Just I'm having blue ribbon. <laughs> I can't talk. Rocco, I can't even talk. Okay, right. it's blue ribbon. No, yeah, it's blue just ribbon. a blue ribbon. A blue ribbon guy maybe is involved. All right, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll share when... I feel like I can talk. That's right, okay. <laughs> Not just sit there and sweat and blush. Exactly. Okay. Okay. I think I am because I knew she was going to do this to me. Ah, well, we do Weekend Claim to Fame every Monday if we can remember. My Weekend Claim to Fame is I had a really great weekend. All right, well, that is mm-hmm. a good thing to say, especially in the time of quietness. Right. Yeah. I guess my weekend claim to fame was that I was like a, on a movie palooza, you guys. I saw uh, On the Rocks with Bill Murray, the Sophia oh, right. Coppola, oh. Rashida Jones, Love Letter to New York City. That's on Apple Plus, right? That is on okay. a- Apple Plus, yep. Mm-hmm. And it, first of all, New York City is another character. Bill Murray plays Felix, this suave New York Renaissance man dressed to the nines who was an, an art. He's an art dealer, semi-retired and his daughter, Rashida Jones married and she stumbles upon something. And she mentions to her dad that she wonders if her husband is bored because they're in the middle of the seven year old and the four year old and Mary. And he says, let's spy on him. Let's see what's going on. It's, Hysterical. So Is it new, really okay? It's good. hysterical. I, it was tender. It was sweet. It takes place in Manzanillo. I big thumbs up. Okay, good. If nothing else, do your Apple Plus free for a week and watch the morning show and on the rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, All and, right. And then the other movie that I saw. I guess this movie was supposed to come out the week that the lockdown happened. The banker with Anthony Mackie and. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Samuel Jackson, Nicholas Holt, for about a boy, you know, who's yeah, Jennifer yeah, yeah. Lawrence's boyfriend, who looks like a young Tom Cruise, and it's basically Neil Long's in it. It basically follows two, it loosely based on a true story. These first uh, African American bankers in the United States, and it was going to premiere at the AFI Film Festival, and it was coming out March twentieth. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it is. Uh, that movie is available on what did Apple we, Plus. Apple Plus, too. You, you were an Apple Pluser this weekend. Yeah, and it was really good, and it also shows, this is before the 1965 Fair Housing and Discrimination Act had passed, when banks just flat out didn't loan money to black people, or if they did, it was outrageous interest, interest rates, rates. Yeah. and these two guys started buying banks. Okay, cool. And buildings. Cool. And Anthony Mackie is just amazing he's in it. So, he's such a good actor. He's so good. So anyway, also then some stuff happened one day before the premiere. Um, childhood sexual abuse charges were made by one of the characters' uh, sons, uh, the half-sisters. So Apple then pulled their little thing oh, that they were doing. in real life. In real oh, life, okay. yeah. Oh, dear. So it's been streaming on Apple Plus for a while. But, but you liked it. It, it, it. Yeah, it was It was really, really good. And then I watched Two Glorias. Oh, you watched them both? I watched Two Glorias, which okay. was on Amazon. And that was, uh, it's based on Gloria Steinem, her book, My Life on the Road. 
and Julie Taymor directed it, The Lion King. It has a little bit of a quirky way of telling the story, but Alicia Vikander is the young Gloria Steinem. Mm-hmm. Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore is the older Julius or Gloria Steinem. And if you watch Mrs. America on FX, some of that storyline comes in. But it's kind of basically the idea, and I think I didn't read Gloria's book, but that whatever age you are, as you get older, you have no problem putting yourself back in or remembering what it was like to be your six-year-old self your 16-year-old self, your 25-year-old self, your 40 self, that all the selves of your life are with you, kind of. And it really had a satisfying, you know, ending. Mm -hmm. It just had kind of a weird little bit of a storytelling technique. Um, As it were. As it were. Uh But but it was, you know, love, glory, Steinem, and it ended with the real her speaking at the 2016 Women's March. just poignant. Yeah. And yeah, so, you know, I, yeah, it was a movie palooza. Okay, so here's what I caught up on. Yeah. The Queen's Gambit. Oh, I'm, a, I'm okay. on it. I'm a, Julia, this is I'm, our show. I did it's not want to come to work. I know. Okay, so it is about a child it just press. dropped on Friday on Netflix. A chess prodigy. She's nine years old, an orphan, and it is so addictively good. good and it. Oh. It's on Netflix, people. I'm too in. Yes, I'm same. like I'm like I gotta turn this off. I need to work out. I need to get ready for work. Yep, I yep. just stop this show. Yeah, it's Casey's so good. Daughter called us yesterday to tell us because she watched all ten episodes. I believe it in two days. I could have stayed home today and just watched them all. Yeah, it's so good. Rocco, and it's it, about chess. Yes, it is. But it's but about. I feel like it's a show you and your wife could okay. watch together. It's an incredible drama, and it's. So good, and it takes place. What is it? The fifties, late in the sixties. Sixties, okay. Yes, um, really good. And about orphanage and drugging kids and the laws and just it's so good. It's so good. Yeah, Great. I, I agree. It's called the Queen's Gambit. I expect- because I felt like we needed a new good series. Julia, I couldn't agree with oh, you more. Oh, it's good. Yeah. So anyway, all right, well, there we go. We recommended stuff for you to watch. Uh, you can turn us off and go to your television. Well, do it, do it after. <laughs> do it after. All right, listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. I like hearing that old song. Model baby. All right, so Project Down and Dirty, the classic radio drama that we're going to be performing all week long and on Friday. Now, Rocco, Lori and I, I think you did too. We got the script, the big script. Oh, I did not. Or maybe I haven't checked my email. Oh, now. okay. When did you get that? Well, right before our show. Okay. But the parts are not assigned. Right. And so it's all been rewritten to turn it into a comedy. And some of the names that jumped out on me, Lori, for roles for us are... Um, Someone can play an angry woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Someone can play Miss Erndahl. Mm-hmm. Flossie. Flossie, Flossie sounds Flossie like a and I want to play her. I know. I knew you would. <laughs> There's also Levita Brunschweiger. She's got a big, she's got a lot of lines that I feel like you could play. And I love Brunschweiger. Yeah. I mean, but, Oh, I love. My wife likes that too. It's yeah. kind of that livery stuff. Yeah, but it's you so in the disgusting. yellow, but you put it on white Wonder Bread with mayonnaise, <laughs> oh 
salt and pepper and pickles and worse. mustard. I oh. feel like that's a childhood sandwich Casey likes that it too. you haven't eaten in forever. I know. Casey and John both love that. We loved Brunchwagger. No, I buy it for him once oh, in you a do. while when he's, I feel like he's an angry sandwich man. He's not having enough sandwiches. Because <laughs> he's still watching his figure? No, no but just... like he like he enjoys a good sandwich if there's some pumpernickel bread, bread oh, and yeah. refrigerator pickles and brown schweigert or some kind of good deli meat. You know, that, who doesn't like a Dagwood? <laughs> who doesn't like, there's a Professor Pearson, a Carl Phillips. There's a lot of characters. There's a lot of characters and I'm just, and a lot of it is Flossie. What did you say? Say, all right, I'll play, all right, play Flossie. Well, we're listening to the radio, and she's got a southern accent, Lori. It's Good. perfect for you. I can you. do that. I've got I think a you're going to be fold. I think you're going to be flossy. Yeah, I think I will be flossy. Mm-hmm. I'll probably be the angry woman. I hope so. I was told that I had just a couple small parts because I still got to do all the other, you know, things I do for the station, and I might be angry man. So that oh, maybe okay. if you're angry woman, if we could yeah. we could be a couple. Okay, she's moving. There's yeah. a, there's a there's one of well, my lines. We'll find out tonight, tonight. when we do yes. the table read, but we're starting to raise money for the charities right, right now, now. And people are buying tickets. My friend asked me, you know, so when I buy when I spend ten dollars, I said, Well then you can just listen to it whenever you want, basically. Over the, between Friday night and Sunday night. That's exactly. Right. But and you can watch pleasure. online. And you can, you can watch, watch it online. online. And exactly. And if you want to donate to the charities, and we're going to talk to people about the charities and David Lozinski's matching up to fifteen hundred dollars today. Nice. So we're going to do all that. But what you go go to my talk keyword project and click on the the thing, and it'll take you to tickets. And then if you scroll down, we're the last charity because we're at, it goes by day part. Right. You can donate right there in any increment. And we have an excellent charity helping yeah, out our, our local artists. So it's great. Okay. Springboard for the arts. Springboards for the arts. Thank you. Yes. Okay. So we're going to talk with Katie at 3.30 yes, about we that. Are. All right. So the other thing that I think a lot of people watch, I know it was the first SNL episode that I've watched in its entirety since it came back, you know, like a a month ago. That in itself is a feat, I think. It is because they're not always good. You skip over things. I hate the beginnings. I skipped over the uh, last presidential debate, the cold open. It went on way too long and it wasn't that funny. None of that's funny anymore. I don't don't know why. I mean, is Maya Rudolph a regular cast member? It feels like she is this year. Yeah, because she was not just in that opening skit, but she was in a couple of Yes, she later. was. But it was so good. Adele was so amazing. How about how beautiful she looks? She just looked like a million bucks. She had stirrup pants on, Julia, Which, in the cold open. she was, I didn't see the bottom of those. The pants, the stirrup was under the high heel, just like sometimes you wore it if you had a really nice pair. Yes. You didn't have to wear it in your shoe. You wore it. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Under your shoe, it was really great. She made a crack about her her weight and the reason that there weren't any um, song um, uh, rights so that we didn't know because it looked like she wasn't going to sing is right. that she just she did a very funny bachelor skit where she was playing Adele herself. We posted the skit, but she only sang like fifteen seconds of the song, so you didn't you don't need to get she kept anything. breaking into song. Breaking yes. into song as the other girls were getting jealous of the bachelor that Adele was there and she was hogging up all the air in the room, just like you see on the bachelor. We've got a little audio. So far, I probably have the most in common with Hannah C and the least in common with pop superstar Adele. But our relationship is the one that's moving the fastest, mainly because Adele is making it do that. Adele, you look so nice tonight. Oh, thank you. You look pretty amazing too. In fact, I guess I'd sort of say. Oh, we're singing again. Okay. What does that mean? You sound like a soul. Okay, thank you. Oh God, this reminds me of when we were young. We met today. Can we just talk? I mean, this is really more of a talking show. Uh, I keep so. forgetting about that. Sorry, sorry. Right. And oh, she, she just, just kept breaking into song. It was very funny. And at never that. more than 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. And she just, her hair, if nothing else, Adele always brings us a face. But she was genuinely good in her skits. I, I mean, thought she was fine. We have too. one more singing yeah, snippet. That, uh, okay. Yeah. Though I do feel kind of weird that I yelled at the actual Adele to go away. I wouldn't worry about it. Why? Because she's back. I can see her in the bushes right behind us. <laughs> I thought that was one to watch, and I liked the one where they saw um, Kate McKinnon played the gypsy lady, the oh, fortune teller. That she, was hysterical. First of all, she is beyond funny, Kate McKinnon. Every single yeah. thing she does. But Adele had I that comedic thing going. She did completely keep breaking character in this skit that a lot of people were yelling uh, at at her about it. It was a skit Adele, Kate McKinnon, and Heidi Gardner played three divorcees advertising African tourism with all these sexual innuendos as shirtless black men walked by carrying white women over their shoulders. So people were sensitive about that. And Adele is rumored to be dating this Nigerian raptor Skepta, but she kept like... She said, "Oh, the mass of bamboos!" And then she just started yeah. laughing. And I might have to go back and watch. Oh, that one. it was it. She was so funny. I did not pick up that people were getting really upset about that one. But SNL people, that's kind of what it does. It sends someone from every corner. But she couldn't stop laughing. She and she got Kate McKinnon to start laughing, and her performance of those like five songs, those snippets. Yeah. 
three albums, four singles back into the iTunes. I know. I already added that one uh, uh, back to my Spotify list. I'm like, that's Which one? good. Which the one, one? The, um, that she sang about. Um, the first one. You just like a movie. Yes. Yeah. Just yeah, like a song. I was like, that's a yeah. good She's, song. That is a good song. She's back on the iTunes. And, and she could just go to them. And so hit, good. Yeah. Hey everybody, thanks for hanging out with us. We are delighted. Uh, we have Katie Hey Leo with us, who we talked to her when we first announced we were doing this My Talk uh, project down in Dirty Radio Drama and Springboard for the Arts is uh, one of the four organizations that we're raising money for. It's uh, the one that Julia and I and Rocco hope to raise a lot of money for. Katie, thanks for being with us. Hi, Lori and Julia. Thank you so much for having me back. We are so glad it's it's finally here. We got the script today. We have no idea uh, what we're doing, but we know we're in the hands of professional um, artists like, uh, you know, our director, Peter Rothman and is it, Roth, yeah, and Rothstein. Thank you. See, we don't even know what's going on. But Katie, we know Jeff, fill in the blanks for Jeffrey us. Hatcher wrote it. I mean, we know it's going to be great, and we're really excited to bring awareness about what Springboard for the Arts does. So, if you can, you know, just uh, share with everybody what you guys do. Sure, sure. And you're in great hands with Jeffrey Hatcher and Peter Rothstein, by the way. But um, you know, so Springboard is an art service organization, and we've been around since 1991. We have offices in St. Paul, and we also have an office in Fergus Falls, Minnesota, because we do quite a bit of work in rural areas as well. And our work generally falls in two buckets. So one of the buckets is we provide services that can help artists all across the state make a living and a life. So these are things like trainings, classes, workshops that either happen out into the community or they happen virtually online now with everything moving onto the Zooms these days. And they might be around topics like creating a business plan or e-commerce, things like how to price your work, and then lately, we've pivoted a lot of that work into being really responsive for artists and what they need right now. So as you can imagine, a lot of artists are needing help with how to navigate unemployment insurance. You know, this is kind of new territory. So we've offered some legal clinics in partnership with a lot of wonderful pro bono lawyers around the Twin Cities on how to fill out those forms and, and apply for those benefits. Um, we've also helped with uh, folks who are applying uh, for small business relief funds for, um, you know, a small amount of money that has been set aside, looking at artists as independent contractors and, and independent businesses within their own right. And then our other big bucket of work is uh, Springboard creates projects that connect communities to artists and so that artists can provide um, and give back to those communities. So an example of that is right now, while everyone is sort of, starting to feel those um, impacts of the pandemic and being isolated from family and friends, we are actually um, providing funding for small public art projects, around 60 or so, some in the Twin Cities and some in greater Minnesota, uh, for artists to create projects that address social isolation. So things could be like dance performances outside of nursing homes or sidewalk art projects. It could be um, virtual yoga classes online. So we're just we're still continuing to accept applications um, from artists 
And it's just really been amazing to see what artists have um, as ideas, again, so that they can give back to the community during this time. That, that's so cool. I mean, we talked about that a lot last time, and um, we were going through, Lori and I, before the show, going through um, some of the thank yous from the recipients of the Emergency um, Relief Fund. And, right. and we're talking with Katie from Springboard for the Arts, and I remember I still have um, the definition of the artists under Springboards of the Arts. Katie, from last time you were on, I have my notes. <laughs> it's a definition is anyone that works in a creative profession where you make a living from your profession. And this could be musicians, this could be artists, this could be writers, this mm-hmm. could be potters, potters, yeah, whatever, everything. whatever it is that you do. And obviously, we know Writing, our community, yeah. right, has been mm-hmm. so impacted because. Mm-hmm large social gathering where so many people perform and do things has just been, mm-hmm. you know, taken out away from so many people. So a lot of people you were telling us last time, you know, use this money to pay their rent and are using this money to pay to for live. their childcare or yeah. for whatever it is. So it's really right. a fantastic organization because that kind of seems like, you know, art makes people happy. I love about giving back to the community mm-hmm. and doing, you know, fun things in front of, um, you know, nursing homes and things like that or assisted living facilities because the isolation is really starting to get to people. Well, Katie, have you guys been yes. involved in... Uh, there have been so many um, murals that I have seen pop up right. all over the place. Have you guys been a part of that? Yes, we actually did um, facilitate a small project it was shortly after the uprisings and the social justice movement around George Floyd's murder mm-hmm. in Minneapolis. So you know that um, in addition to some of the unrest that happened in Minneapolis, we also saw some of that in St. Paul. So along University Avenue, actually, where our office is located, you know, there were many businesses that put up plywood, um, you know, along that street. And so as part of this artist respond work that um, we've initiated, we actually had a small project where we paid and commissioned um, 10 teams of artists, all led by black artists um, in this area, and they actually did murals um, in partnership with businesses along University Avenue, and they were just beautiful. I mean, those were just, it was a wonderful um Project. It was a great experience for us, and some of those murals are actually yeah, still they up. Still yes, are. they are. The Avenue. Oh, I yeah, didn't know that yeah. was you guys, but they're cool. Yeah, and we actually have some along our building too. So we you know we our building is in the process of being renovated as well. And so we had plywood um, up along um, around all the different sides of our building. We're right there between Marion and Western um, in on University, and so we had murals um, painted as well. They're still up if you drive by our space. Um, Katie, is the number one thing that Springboard for the Arts is it money that you need? You mean the that's what we need. But I mean, <laughs> is that the number one thing? I mean, I don't know if there's volunteering or if there's other ways, but I'm just, is oh, cash sure. what you guys need and you can do the most with? Well, I think right now, you know, just because so much of our work in, is being done remotely, right? So we are not um, officing in our new space. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of the work that we're having to do, especially through our emergency response efforts, obviously are needed to be driven by funding and donations okay. and things like that. So, so yes, you know, in order to fund projects like the Artist Respond work, in order to offer all of these continued services and definitely to continue to offer the emergency 
relief fund, yes, we do need funding. And also that reminds me, I just want to clarify for your listeners, I don't think I mentioned this last time we talked, but we did, we actually did have to take a pause on applications for emergency relief fund at the end of June because we had allocated all of the funds we had raised. The good news is that right now, because of incredible generosity of Minnesotans, as well as through fundraisers like yours, we are now able to reopen the application process. So we'll be reopening that November 16th. So I just wanted to make that clear. Yeah, yeah, so it's great. I mean, we weren't sure. We had, like I said, we had managed to raise and and distribute over a million dollars over 2,000 artists. Um, and so we did have to take a pause. We had been able to actually work through our waiting list, you know, with some remaining funds. But now, you know, we've gotten, because it's that season, it's that giving season, yes, and because of great efforts like this, we're, we're able to reopen it in mid-November. So we're happy to announce that. But I think that in answer to your question, you know, once everyone is open again and we can reopen our space and invite people into the space, we'll have more opportunities for people to engage. And we certainly mm-hmm. do want the community to come over and see our new space. But for now, I think, um, you know, we're having to put all of that on hold, just right. like everyone, unfortunately. Right. Yeah, and one of the things, um, we're talking with Katie from Springboards for the Arts, which is our charity, raising money for local artists right now, who their lives have just been flipped upside down. Um, One of the things I was in one of the um, videos that you guys sent us, there was someone who said, you know, when I was flush, I used to donate to Springboard Mm -hmm. for the Arts, and now times have changed, I need Springboard for the Arts to, to live. And when I get flush again, I can't wait to contribute back. So it's kind of, it was, I thought it was really sweet. And you just don't know which side, you know, no one knew the impact and it's still, Mm -hmm. we don't know. So it's just so great that, you know, someone who was a giver is now, you know, able to have this to use in in a time of need. So we hope people donate and you can do any dollar donation, donation, you can hide it. How do we do it, Julia? You can you go to my talk keyword project, <laughs> mytalk1071.com keyword project. Um, we have um, fifteen thousand. Excuse me, fifteen hundred and five dollars in the funds today. David Lozinski made a generous donation from First Equity. Thank you, David. Yeah, That's no wonderful. kidding. And you guys can donate. I just think um, you know we're going to be asking people to donate, but this is such a worthy cause, and it's so easy. And we just appreciate your being with us, Katie, and telling us all about Springboard. We're going to probably hear from other people throughout the week Mm -hmm. and um, hope we can help you. Great. And we so appreciate it. Thank you so much, Lori and Julia. This is just a wonderful effort. And again, um, just to remind you, the arts are really what make Minnesota special, right? It's really part of our way of life, especially as we're getting into the holiday season. We're all going to miss going out as a group and gathering with our families and friends to go see shows or see concerts and things like that. So it means so much to be able to continue to keep this uh, amazing arts community thriving as much as we can until we can all get together again, until we can get through this. So we truly appreciate it. Yeah, people can take the money that they would have spent on tickets this um you know, Christmas or holiday season for shows that maybe they're not going to be able to go to and just do this donation right. as a way of taking care of Oh, that's a that. great idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah why yeah. not? All right. Thank well, you so much, Katie. I would have Let's more start. than that good idea, Katie. That was, that was free from Laurie. <laughs> <laughs>
Congrats. It's great. Right. Thanks for your time, Katie. And um, everybody, you can buy your tickets right now if you go to my talk keyword um, project. And you can also make donations to the charities. We hope, um, you know, that everyone, if you can help out Springboard, you do. Thanks a lot. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, there's so many juicy, juicy stories we have to get to the bottom of. We'll be right back. Thanks, Rocco. Very good. And two people have donated, I, Julia. I so wonder what we, their names were. I don't know, but they did it anonymously. Yep. But we got two donations, so that's good. We've got yep. David in there, so we're on our way for Springboard for the Arts. We're at 20. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. $105. If you like this next story, maybe you'll consider donating $20. I bring it to you uh, be from the New York Times. Oh, a, a newspaper. That really, they put up their paywalls. You only get four free articles, and I subscribe because they have too many stories. And one of the people that I love, I love the fashion. I love Vanessa Friedman, longtime fashion writer for the New York Times. But on Saturday, which is the one good thing uh, that this happened for Anna Wintour's, it came out on Saturday, the (laughs) least read day of the week. But now with online, not so much because it was trending. And that is the New York Times, the old gray lady, decided to go deep and find out what the heck is going on over at Vogue. Because Anna Wintour has been the head of Vogue since 1988. Stop. That's that how is long, so long she's been at Vogue. And I think that when the Devil Wears Prada came out, that kind of almost in a way burnished and made her a star. Her meanness became a star. Yeah, because you're right. Of the whole glamorous, fun movie that it was, even though Lauren Weisberger was an assistant for Anna Wintour and didn't it. was mean a scathing it. book. Right. Right. But right. It, the right. way it was acted out. Yeah. So I think that kind of like gave Anna legs because how many people became can say literally they, iconic. Iconic. How yes. many people can say that they have this movie? Meryl Streep plays you. She's fashionable. She's to die for. She's, you know. She's so wise. She always makes good choices. You see her warts yes. and all and all of that. So the New York Times article they um, went in deep on Anna, Anna, and she actually gave a statement to the New York Times. Okay. It was an expose about her being the artistic director of, of Condé Nast, Vogue, her handling of race. And um, all, there were like a lot of anonymous employees who went on the record because... Some of them still work at Vogue, right? And some of them are in fear of retribution at maybe they're at Harper's Bazaar or another right. Condé Nast magazine. So eleven um, people uh, talked to the New York Times and said she should absolutely no longer be in charge of Vogue. 
She should give up her post as the editorial leader. And they gave all kinds of examples of all the ways that Anna Wintour has had petty, micro aggression, white lady superpower of feeling that she can do anything. For example, she asked the Vogue reporter doing a story on Kendall Jenner to please not mention cultural appropriation when talking about she went with Kendall uh, Jenner, I guess, to a party and Kendall wore grills. Right. Whenever, you know, yeah, yeah, a few years. Were, yep. And uh, Anna in an email said, if Kendall wants to do something stupid, fine. But our writers, especially white ones, don't need to weigh in and glorify it or ascribe reasons to it that read culturally insensitive. I honestly don't think that's a big deal. And that was from Anna Wintour. Okay. So giving direction the reporter felt like she wanted to say something, or he. And another controversial occurrence that uh, someone relayed to the New York Times is that um, they were talking about doing a photo shoot, and some of the women that were models were black women, and they were going to be wearing headscarves as part of the look of the sure. outfit. And Anna Wintour made a note on the thing, and she said, I don't mean to use an inappropriate word, but pickaninny comes to mind yeah and then two vogue leaders close to anna wintour the vogue editor phyllis posnick who styled a yellow face shoot featuring carly Kloss as a geisha um she uh, said something i'm not even going to read and then after rihanna showed up late to an event vogue higher up grace coddington stylist mm-hmm. editor mm-hmm. Um, just said, well, black people are late all the time. Mm. And um, the article then detailed reports of tokenism, like inviting low-level black employee meetings to high-ranking Condé Nast meetings to show that they were, you know... Inclusive. Inclusive. And also, um, you know... So this is a big, this was pretty... This well, because Bon Appetit, yep, yep, yep. that guy got let go yep. uh, after it was revealed that many people of color were getting paid so much less. Yep. And the editor... It's very odd that she still is at the top of that magazine right now. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, so anyway, she said, I have made mistakes. She said, I, this is what she told the New York Times in a written statement... I strongly believe the most important thing any of us can do in our work is to provide opportunities for those who may not have had access to them. Undoubtedly, I've made mistakes along the way. And if any mistakes were made at Vogue under my watch, they're mine to, my, they're mine to own and remedy, and I'm committed to doing the work. So, well, Julia, she it's didn't a better hire apology first, than we get it from other people. Hire the first black photographer until th- last year. I know twenty eighteen, and know. that was Beyonce's insistence. All right, so so anyway, I would not be surprised if Anna is gone in twenty twenty one, and right. that they work it out. And I want her romanced with Bill Nye. N-I-G-H-Y, to take off. off. All right, fine. That's really the thing. I I want Anna to enjoy, uh, you know, uh, her time. She's 70. Just enjoy it. The other juicy story, the the Sun and the Daily Mail, 
the Daily Mail got uh, direct from Elizabeth Chambers, Army Hammer's wife. Oh, so this, this is Rocco. You got to hear this because remember kay. when we've talked about all the Lilies, the Lily James and the Lily Allen. Yes. Or, or the Lily Collins. Collins. From Emily okay. Paris. Lily Look James. Look at Lily Allen. Yeah. Is- Lily James is from Down Abbey. She played Cinderella. She was busted with Dominic West, canoodling. Cussing, kissing him. And she it stars in Rebecca, which dropped this past weekend. I didn't watch it with Army Hammer. It's a remake of the Hitchcock classic. It's getting just so, so reviews. But the Daily Mail and The Sun are reporting that Lily and Army... We're having a bang, diddy, bang, bang, bang on the set. And that's why he also canceled. That's why they both canceled the two interviews. And that Elizabeth found out, that's found his, his texts. And they were from some code name. Adeline, which was Lily James' name on the call sheet for Rebecca. Mm-hmm. And then he left the Cayman Islands and went to Miami and accidentally sent... Elizabeth, a sexually explicit text from yet another woman after she gave, forgave him for his Adeline dalliance with Lily James. They mm-hmm. went to couples therapy. So, so Rebecca was the movie that Lily James worked on before she worked on this BBC thing or PBS thing that she was working on with Dominic West where she got busted. Yes, and apparently Lily was heartbroken when she started this movie with Army Hammer because Matt Smith of five years wasn't asking her to marry him and he was asking to kind of break up so she was kind of like in a in a weekend in a a weekend state and we've seen army hammer in person and i too could see how you could get weakened in the knees that movie though and who knows what he said you know he and elizabeth had been together for 23 years i wouldn't be surprised if he told people he had an open relationship he dilly-dallied with his wiener all over the place. Well, there you go. There's your Monday hotline. Yeah. There's your Monday news. She was left fuming that Matt, Lily, was mad that Matt Smith went to Ibiza without her. And so she started confiding in Army. So, I mean, As Lily, one does when you're at the get, trailer parks making a movie with a hot guy. Yeah, I know. It's so <laughs> Lily. Jeez. Get your act together, girl. I would be Try and go for the single one or be I, single right, alone. Right. Jeez. Messy, messy. All right. So those are the stories that we have that might be worth $25. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton. Motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.